and welcome to Lean Into You, a podcast to remind educators the best investment they can make today is in themselves. We are your hosts, Alex Farrell with Child Care Wages Tennessee, and Wesley Mays with the Tennessee Child Care Resource and Referral Network. And in a continuation of our series highlighting our state partners, today we are talking about Child Care Wages Tennessee. We've talked a lot on this show about the various invaluable resources our partners provide to help train and develop educators in their field. But there is a catch. Knowing more about childhood development or how to administer CPR doesn't exactly pay the bills. In a field where there is painfully low pay and 30% turnover rates as a result, educators are often forced to leave the field simply to make ends meet before they can even put many of the skills they've developed into practice. How do these drastic turnover rates affect the children they serve? Our guest today is Michelle Kelly, the Director of Child Care Wages Tennessee. In our conversation, we'll talk about how wages got started and how it addresses the issue of turnover through education-based salary supplements. If we pay our teachers better and they're compensated um, for their education and for their continuity in the classroom, would they stay longer? And they found that they did. We'll also talk about how the program works, what the requirements are, and how you can start receiving financial compensation for your commitment to your child care center and your own educational development. Hello, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today to talk about wages. Thank you so much for having me. So I think we'll just get started about uh, with kind of the basics of Child Care Wages Tennessee. I take a lot of pride because I'm. we've talked about CCRNR and Wes got his moment, and now Child Care <laughs> Wages Tennessee is my program that I work for specifically. Um, so if you'll just start with um, when wages, uh, wages is relatively new in Tennessee, but it's not a new program uh, in its concept. If you'll talk a little bit about how wages came about um, originally, uh both as a program and then in Tennessee, and then kind of uh, what were some of the obstacles or things that the wages program were trying to come in and step in and uh, fulfill or satisfy? Sure. So child care wages, um, to kind of start with the history of the program, actually started in North Carolina about 25 years ago when North Carolina saw a need in child care, specifically looking at the low wages to try to address that compensation piece and and also turnover. And Mm so they received a small grant there in North Carolina and to run the program and to start looking at um, if we pay our teachers better and they're compensated um, for their education and for their continuity in the classroom, would they stay longer? And they found that they did. Turnover was drastically reduced. And so it was successful in North Carolina. They hold the license at Child Care Services Association there. And then from that, um, states could apply and be accepted to become a wages state. Um, So everything has to be done through North Carolina. They're the licensing body um, and help provide support. And so Tennessee is the fifth state to acquire the wages program. So we received it through Signal Centers as a small grant in April of 2019, funded by the city of Chattanooga. So we just focused on those child care educators working in the city limits. So it's kind of a pilot project. The Department of Human Services stepped in and, and took an interest and said, wow, we, we would like to fund this and to provide it statewide to all early childhood educators. So in October 2019, um, we became a statewide 
program that educators could uh, come on board and apply for. So now we are a year into this thing. Yeah, that's amazing. It's uh, quite this quite the success story. It's it's been amazing to see it, it's starting to change the landscape of our field um, because it recognizes them not only for their education but to see them and say we see you. Early childhood is important. Those of us who have been in the field know it's important. Right. But other people are taking notice and saying, you matter, your education matters. You're staying in this child care program. You're providing continuity of care. And it's it's really starting to, to change and to grow. Absolutely. And you mentioned education. I know that um, keeping, you know, reducing turnover, reducing burnout, that's a huge por- portion of this. But education is as well. Um, would you mind going into that aspect a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So the education piece that child care wages specifically looks at is college coursework. And that can be college coursework from a community college or a four-year institution. So we're looking at that college coursework. There's research that supports when a teacher in an early childhood setting has more education, they are able to provide a more well-rounded environment for the children. And so that's what we're looking at here. And so the levels a teacher can come in at the entry level, if they just have a little bit of education, hopefully this will motivate them to either finish that education, get some more education, or meet them right, right where they are um, with a bachelor's or an associate's degree. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's super important too, because not only is it giving incentive for educators that may be on the cusp, maybe they're a couple classes away from finishing that degree, or they're on the cusp of going back to school entirely to you know move from the associate's degree to a bachelor's degree, or they already have the bachelor's degree, but haven't up until this point seen that uh, that return on their investment from developing themselves. It's super important. One of the things that I, I love about the wages program and how it fits in with our other state partners is these conversations we've been having with our other state partners, they provide different services and support and training and resources. But one thing that they've pretty much all said is we don't have anything that takes care of the compensation piece. Hmm. And so it's amazing that the wages program comes in and can can fulfill or satisfy that that small gap that each of these programs are saying, you know, this we do great work, but there's still a part that's missing. Well, now wages is coming in and and you're just seeing this a more three dimensional level of support. When I first started the wages program, it was baffling to me. Like if you're if you're in a developing your career in any other field more education, more qualifications equal more pay. Right. Child child care is one of those is one of the only industries I've ever or fields that I've ever seen where you could be 21, 22 straight out of college, uh 18 straight out of high school and making as much as someone that has a master's degree. And there's there's very little opportunity for I mean you might get a 25 cent raise here and there. But no real tangible life changing uh, advancement in your compensation, um, and so yeah, that's why we that's why we see this massive kind of epidemic of of turnover within this field. Speaking of turnover, what are some of those statistics that you've seen, whether it's with Tennessee or uh, North Carolina, some of the stats they've shown about the reduction of turnover? 
Yeah, so one of the main goals of the program is to reduce um, turnover because in order for them to stay on our program and receive the supplement, they have to stay in their center. So it kind of goes hand in hand. So one of the main statistics um, North Carolina shared initially is turnover nationally is about 30% somewhere Mm. in there nationally. And so North Carolina showed that when they adopted, first adopted the wages program in their state, they were able to reduce their turnover in their state to about 13%. Wow. Wow. In, in that, and that's incredible. And one of the benchmarks that we have to achieve as a wages state is they're looking at what is our turnover rate um, every year and then what is influencing that turnover. And so, um, and I'm sorry, Alex, I don't have that statistic right in front of me, but I think ours is right at or below 13%. Yeah. yeah. And just to put that into perspective for some of our listeners, there's roughly 20,000 educators. Um, I believe with the Department of Human Services licensed facilities around Tennessee, when you're talking about a reduction of 30% to 13% or or less even, you're talk, talking about a reduction in 20%. I'm going to do really quick math in my head. So that's like, that's 4,000 educators, 4,000 educators. Now, if you think each of those educators may be uh, in charge of 10 children, that's 40,000 children that have a fundamentally different early childhood experience because there's not that continuity of care. Sometimes the stats don't, it's, it's hard to, to map what the statistics mean to like a real, real life, real world application. So I think it's really important that when we're talking about a reduction of 20%, that is a monstrous number, right? It's huge. Well, absolutely. And you, and you touched on the, the children that are impacted by this. Um, we know early childhood development, brain development in those early years, children respond by knowing who their teachers are every day. Mm-hmm. I know my mom is dropping or my dad's dropping me off and that my teacher's going to be there. And there's that trust and there's that foundation. And so when children have that continuity of care and that trust and they know that that teacher's going to be there, they're going to learn better. They're going to engage more. They're going to play. And the parent also feels comfortable because they're not walking in and seeing a new teacher every week. Right. So it's just a cycle. And then directors are happier because, yay, we have a stable staff, you know, so it's, it's all the way around. And I think you you hit that. It's that missing link, I think, in our partner system that we are able to support all the other partners and give that that compensation. Um, it's hard to to show the impact of stability in a child's life. But we know that that zero to three age range is when people when children are developing the most. We talked a little bit about how the wages program provides incentives to go back to go back to college to further education. So can we talk a little bit about those incentives? How does the how does the wages program work Um, and how do those levels work? Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking so wages is built all around an education based salary supplement. So the salary supplement earned is earned to that educator. So they receive it. They can do whatever they want with it. Um, We've heard phenomenal stories from it was 98 degrees in the summer and I was able to take my supplement and replace my air conditioner or I needed new tires for my car and my supplement came and I can put tires on my car. Hmm. So that supplement goes directly to them. But the way it works when they apply to our program, we're looking at a couple of things first to meet our eligibility. The first, do they work in a DHS licensed program? Have they been there at least six months? Are they working with children birth to five? So remember, wages is looking at that critical development, like you touched on, that birth, the critical years, the birth to five. 
And then are they earning less, $15 or less per hour, which is our income cap, again, which is addresses the low wages, the compensation piece. Right. So if an educator says yes to all those things, then they should apply. Um, and it's very easy to apply. All of our information is on our website. And they would, down, they would download the application, fill it out, and we need a couple of things from them. We need the application. We're going to need the current pay stub to verify they're below that, that um, $15 gap. And then we're going to need um, a transcript sent from the college. So I'll touch a little bit on the education piece on the transcript. The reason we need a transcript is because our counselors are looking to see, does the applicant have a degree? What's the degree in? And then we're also looking at, if they don't have a degree, how many courses do they take? And then for all applicants, we're looking specifically at early childhood coursework. Um, We talk to people all the time about that. That's what we're looking at. Hmm. Um, And so from that, once we have all that information, we're able to process that application. Uh, It does take a couple weeks. Uh, And then we see where on the scale they might fall. So I'll give an example. A teacher might have an associate's degree earned at their local community college. So we're going to see that degree on that transcript. Then we're going to look to see how many hours they completed for that associate's degree. So on our scale, on our supplement scale, that equates to a level six if they have an associate's degree with that 24 hours of early childhood. So if they have that, they would be placed at a level six. That's $2,500 a year annually if they work full time. Right. Our supplements are issued every six months, so they would get half of that, so twelve fifty. The other good thing that we do in our program, we don't issue paper checks. Uh, we do direct deposits. That's mm. one of the things. Holla. I know. North Carolina is like, you're doing what? Um, <laughs> our accounting department is amazing. And so we get the banking information on the front end from anyone that applies. So that's one less thing that can hold them up. Sure. And then we're putting that in their bank account, and then supplements are issued um, the end of the month that they're due to get paid. And so they check their bank account and mm-hmm. there it is. That's amazing. It's like Christmas morning, waking up on Christmas morning, except for instead of December 25th, it's any of the other days of the year. And you've got a lot of money in your bank account. It's, it's nice. It's nice. And then, you know, so that's how the scale, you know, flows. And then if someone comes in, we have temporary levels and we have permanent levels. So our temporary, someone can come in, they have to have at least six hours of that early childhood education completed. So they have to complete the coursework in our grade. Let's say they come in on a temporary level. Mm-hmm. We want to encourage them that two years, if they work for a center, three years, if they work in a family child care to move up from a temporary level, right. which means they're sending us updated transcripts. They're letting us know that they're uh, moving up. And we've actually seen that increase the past couple of months and they get wow. excited when we're like, you, you they'll call us. Did you get my transcript? Did it take me up a level? Cause they know they go up a level, they get, more money, more money, right? Yeah. And and the goal is that the money is the incentive, but you're staying in your program. You might be a little more happier in your in your job, right? You're you're feeling that you're seen and you're heard. And so the goal is to get people. They're not at that permanent level to get them there. Um, we do have some applicants at that level nine, and so nine uh, part of six through nine is a permanent level for us. And that means as long as our program has funding and as long as they continue to meet our eligibility requirements that supplement will keep coming to them. And what's great about that is those, those permanent levels are when people are receiving the most amount of money. What? So level nine is the highest level of the salary supplement scale. So the level one, um, you had already mentioned six hours of early childhood coursework. What does that equate to dollar wise for the supplement? If they're full time for level one, for level one. 
for level one, that's $400 annual supplement if they work full-time. Sure. If they work part-time, we would prorate that amount, but that's sure. for full-time. And then um, level nine being the, the highest, uh, where does what, what are the education requirements for that and what dollar amount? So the level nine is um, a bachelor's degree, including 30 hours of early childhood or a master's degree, including 24 hours of early childhood um, for an annual supplement amount of $5,200. $5,200. Again, I'm going to do some quick math. I think the average pay for an early childhood educator in Tennessee is around $11.39 an hour. So when you're talking about full-time at that pay rate, uh, a supplement of $5,200 is like a raise of like 25%, which is astronomical amount. I think anyone would take that regardless of what field they're absolutely. in. And that's and for, we love to see the level nines come through. We, we absolutely love it um, to see that not only are they committed to early childhood or they, they said, I'm, I got a degree in early childhood or I got a degree in something different. And I went back and got early childhood coursework because at that level, it's concentrated. It's that, you know, concentrated coursework. And I love that there is, I mean, obviously the money can be used for anything, but you know, you also have to realize that going back to college costs money. Um, So a a really practical use of that $5,200 is to pay for the education itself. Um, But then it's also indefinite. So when you're finished paying off your loans, you're still going to be receiving that money, which is amazing. Absolutely. And we've actually heard of people who have taken their supplement to go back and finish their master's or to finish mm-hmm. their bachelor's to help them with either tuition or books. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah and it's um, one thing that I think is really important uh, about the wages program is the, the simplicity of it in, in some, in some regards, the fact that you, if you're either already have that education, you don't really have to do much more. You're, you're getting paid for work that you've already done up to this point. It's not work that you, need to do unless you're going back for more education, of course. And to me, that really highlights that educators should probably be getting paid this much anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to me, it's like, it's almost a sign of like, because of the importance of the work that you're doing and the responsibility you have in the lives of young children, you should be entitled to this, this level of, of annual income anyways. Yeah. It's unfortunate that they're not, but Hopefully the wages program is coming in and as you said, changing the landscape and shining a light on. And I think also this pandemic has shown a light on the the essential workers. You know, it's kind of a hot topic nowadays, but people are are seeing that the early childhood educators, the preschool workers are as essential as ever. Um so yeah, I, I totally agree with you that this is really is changing the landscape. Absolutely. And uh, childcare educators have always been essential. Um, they're just now being more recognized. We had spoken with, uh, with Lynn Venable with TECTA and kind of about how our different state partners and how we have kind of a relationship with one another. And I had mentioned earlier about kind of that, they're all kind of talking about that gap of service. One of the things that, that we've heard feedback wise from a lot of our recipients um, or, or prospective recipients rather um, is going back to school can be a little daunting um, or it could be a financial investment that they just can't do um, at the moment. Sometimes the timing's off or, you know, what have you. Um, but we align so perfectly with a program like Tecta, for instance, that does the tuition uh, that subsidizes tuition. And so if you're, if you're an educator and 
you're saying, well, I, I would love to become part, you know, be a recipient for the wages program, but I don't have that, that, um, the education requirements. I also don't have the money to get started to achieve the education requirements. Well, let's direct you back to the the conversation we had with, about with TECTA, the Tennessee Early Childhood Training Alliance, because they they offer solutions to that exact issue. Um, they they can help subsidize tuition, and then as soon as you uh, so you've got a, a more cost effective, more affordable solution for going back to school. Once you finish school, then they're just going to uh, very seamlessly hand you off to the wages program where then you're going to apply and get immediately get recognized for that work that you've put in. And I love those, how all of our state partners are kind of, kind of a quilt in that way, um, kind of seamlessly coming together to offer this blanket of support. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of blank, a lot of blanket puns there. And, but. and we do connect educators to TECTA frequently. You know, if they're not sure where to start or they say, they say exactly what you just said, I don't have the money to go back to school. And I'll say, have you heard of Pectin? <laughs> Let me tell you about how they can help you. And so you're right. It just kind of, they they can go to TECTA, get some schooling with tuition help and support, and then roll into wages. And then our other partners, CCRNR, their coaches can support a teacher that's there right. and continually there, and they can build and continue to work. So it's, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing. It is. It's an amazing support system. Um, this whole program, the wages program, it feels too good to be true sometimes because it's just, <laughs> it's free money. Um, but starting, um, I think a lot of people uh, realize, of course, this is not too, too good to be true. This is true. People are receiving free money. Um, sometimes the only barrier is going through that original, that, that first process of signing up. So how do educators get started with wages? How do they, you know, get started receiving this supplement? So that's a great question. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to start by saying the first phone call I got when we launched the pilot, a lady actually called me and said, is this a unicorn? <laughs> right. It's for real. And why do you want to give me money? And and I think back on her because you're right. They initially thought, well, this is too this is too good to be true, but it really, it's not a unicorn. Um, it is true. And so I would just tell folks they, if they think, okay, I meet the eligibility requirements. What's next? So the next thing I'll suggest is just to go onto our website, tnwages.org. Look at our application. Um, go ahead and print it off. Get your check stub, um, get your transcripts from the college registrar. And then if you're like, I don't know how to fill this out, or you're not sure if you have a question, please call our office email us, send us a message on Facebook, because again, we don't want anyone to feel a barrier because of application, or they're not sure how to acquire some piece of documentation. We are here to help and support with that. Or even Um, if they have a question, you know, even if it's like, have a, have a degree, I'm not, I'm not sure. What do you guys look at? I mean, we can't answer specifics on their transcript, but we could take the time to just go over our scale, explain what we're looking at. And so we don't want anyone to feel intimidated. Right. And just to give some context uh, before we close here, um, we've been a program, statewide program, for uh, just over or coming up on a year or close to a year. So um, after this, we're about to hand out uh, this monthly, um, this month's payment batch. After that, we will have surpassed the $1.5 million um, limit, which is really amazing. And we're around 1,000 teachers enrolled in that. So when we say... Yeah, and we we just hit 1,500 applicants in our system, um, meaning that's 1,500 people that have applied. Right. Because they all get, you know, enter. But that's, 
it's amazing. Yeah. And so when we say it's not a unicorn, there's a thousand teachers that can attest to that. <laughs> Although, you know, unicorns are great. My daughter loves them. Um, National animal of Scotland. This is not, this is not a unicorn. <laughs> it's real. We've given out real dollars. It's true. Uh, to our educators. Yeah. That's really amazing. Um, I love, I love what this program's doing and I'm personally really proud to be a part of it. So we usually have our guests sign off with a little word of encouragement to our educators. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to, to our hardworking educators across the state of Tennessee? Yeah, I think I would say you matter. Um, you've always mattered. Your work with young children is so important. And now our program comes along and is able to appreciate and reward you for what you're doing every single day. If you're thinking about going back to school, do it. Um, we're here to support you and you matter and your value. Amazing. You can never reiterate that enough, I think, um, especially for a population that is constantly giving and giving and giving. Um, it's it's about time, really, that a program is, has been made to say, no, we're going to give back to you. I love that. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today to, to talk about the wages program. Uh, we really enjoyed this conversation. We hope you have a great week. Thanks, Thanks Michelle. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Take care. Thank you all for tuning into the podcast today. This podcast is funded through a grant with the Tennessee Department of Human Services and Signal Centers. Signal Centers is a nonprofit in Chattanooga, Tennessee, whose mission is to strengthen children, adults, and families through services focusing on disabilities, early childhood education, and self-sufficiency. If you have a review, a comment, a suggestion for a future episode, please do so on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash TN wages or email us at wages at signalcenters.org. Again, thank you for listening to the lean into you podcast, and we hope you have a great week.